It's mailbag time on Peacock and Williamson. What's going on with Jalen Hurts, his shoulder injury? That's the biggest news of the day. We've got Packers-Rams from Monday Night Football. Rams are out of it. Packers, mathematically not. And who's going to win the NFC South? All that and more coming up on this episode of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is presented by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. It's Ultimate Football GM. Listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when they uh, use our promo code Locked On. That is the promo code Locked On, one word, all caps, in the game store at Ultimate Football GM. Matt, Packers. Rams is where we're going to start today. We've got questions about Jalen Hurts injury. We've got a ton of uh, mailbag questions on today's show. Uh, NFC South questions. Um, what is going on there? The best team in the NFC South, six and eight. But I want to start oh. with Packers Rams just to get that no, out of the way. Yeah. Monday Night Football. It's the great, the game freshest in our minds. Um, I, I actually like where the Packers season is going right now, which is yeah. still not into the playoffs, I don't think. Um, but the just the Rodgers and the young rookie receivers coming together, seeing a lot more from Watson and Dubs, and they hadn't really been on the field a lot together, but I saw a statistic about when both those guys are on the field together because they sort of traded off. Remember, it was like the early part of the season, Watson no, wasn't and Dubs wasn't on the field, and then now they're kind of getting back on the field together. And Rodgers is hitting like 90, 90% of his passes or something when they're both on the field together. And you can see the talent with both these guys. And, you know, it's tough for rookie wide receivers. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, it's always been kind of tough with rookie receivers. But I like where that's going for the Packers, at least. But, you know, even though they're not mathematically eliminated yet, that there's no chance for the Packers, right? Yeah, I'm going to get the Packers real quick. I just want to throw out a Rams nugget here because I don't think we'd spend a whole lot of time there. They're in a bad spot. They lose their starting center right off the bat. As usual, Moro line changes for this team. And I don't know that we can evaluate Mayfield correctly off of this outing. I mean, he was sacked five times. He was under a lot of pressure. But if I'm looking for positives, Cam Akers, to me, looked like maybe he's their back that we thought he'd be pre-injury. You know, I mean, I'm reaching here, but in, in our dynasty leagues out there, maybe I would grab Cam Akers on the cheap right now. You're right about Green Bay. There's just a different feel to them. Like, they look happier. They look more comfortable. They ran the ball well. They had balance. This very, very talented defense came to play against a bad opponent and made plays. I mentioned the sacks. And I bet they're kind of kicking themselves right now. I mean, they're 6-8. and eight. Their last three games are difficult. They are at Miami, Minnesota at home, Detroit at home. But if they could have squeezed out one more win and we're sitting at 7-7 seven and seven right now, in that conference, I think they'd be in really good shape. Yeah, they they're just one. They're going to be one short, and there's already yeah. too many teams at seven and seven right, for them to right. leapfrog. They they would need so much help mathematically. Yes, possible. They would need so much help. They're good enough to do it 
on their end. Uh, can they hold up their end of the bargain? Maybe you get the Vikings, you get the the Lions, especially. Who knows? Maybe they are playing for that last wild card spot with the Lions in Week 18. But uh, I think it's pretty unlikely mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but yeah, another thing with the Rams too. I mean, they've obviously they're so broken down, and uh, I know yeah, during the, left, the yeah. during the Manning cast of the game, um, they asked what what makes what's so different, what's so difficult about playing against the Rams, why they've been so good, you know, up until most recently. And George Kittle's like, well, Aaron Donald. More <laughs> <laughs> right. so than anything else, it's like that changes your entire offensive game plan, right? And so um, that's a big deal. On offense, even Baker Mayfield aside, like some of the plays they're running, it was like, okay, it's third down and eight or whatever. And Baker Mayfield drops back, and they've got like quad wide receivers, no tight end on the field. And these guys are running like not even routes. Like where do you even go with the ball? Like nobody's yeah. open. And the route was like, I'm going to run – and like kind of not barely turn around, you know, two, two Atwells, like run a route. At least is it a hook? What's your route supposed to be? <laughs> right, Getting right. your quarterback an opportunity to throw the ball and Baker throws a pick on the right side. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it's really bad football for the Rams right now. Yeah, they're, they're obviously their season's over. They're mathematically out of it, but man, without their stars, that is a bad, bad football team. You probably agree with me being an NFC West person, but, and I'm not saying they deserve what happened to them this year, but their run of injury luck leading up to this year was remarkably good. And it all came crashing down. I mean, so such is life, you know, such is life. When we yeah, talked yeah. about it, they made a deal with the devil as, 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 right. as, as extreme as, as just about any team we've seen. So I think the the saints and the Rams are both that cautionary tale, not really cautionary. The Rams won the super bowl. I'm sure they feel great yeah. about that. If, if they're bad for a decade, they might not feel as good about it. But for right now, you know, they just won the hardware. So not, not a big deal. They made a deal with the devil. They got what they wanted out of it. The Saints couldn't get over the hump with all of their uh, trades, and they don't have a first-round pick now, and and they look pretty bad as well. So maybe they're less excited about all the gymnastics and salary cap stuff, and we'll see what that ends up doing to them in the future. So, you know, those those stories aren't written yet, but, you know, that's obviously the downside of, of, of really going for it. And mm-hmm. – F them picks, as a lot of people like to say, you know, it's good and bad. There's there's two sides of that. And and I think maybe there's there was a point where there was a tipping point and draft picks got overvalued to an extent, but you still have to build your team with high level talent, star players, and not everybody that's good being expensive. And how do you do that? Generally, it's with top 50 draft picks, especially at positions like offensive tackle corner. And, you know, so, yeah. And I hadn't really thought of it in this light and just how it happens these two teams are playing each other. But, you know, the Bills always come due, and they did for the Rams this year. And the Packers, you know, that both these teams have been very successful in the NFC for, you know, our, our the last five years, if not longer. The Packers have been far less aggressive with their team building. And you watch this game and say, boy, the Packers are going to be much better than the Rams next year. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sort of to the detriment of the current, they have yeah. – the Packers had kind of operated much differently. And you're like, oh, go, go in and get your receiver. Go right, spend go all stuff. in. Kind of like, eh. And even with the the um, the trade that the Bears pulled off at the deadline for um, for Chase Claypool, that looks kind of bad now for the Bears. And that yeah, wouldn't look good at all for the Packers either right now. And they were trying to give that up. And um, uh, smartly, the the Steelers saw the Bears as the team that was going to have the higher second round pick, but. Uh, Chase Claypool, a second round pick, you know, that's going to be a high second round pick now for what would that do for the Packers right now? You, you want those young players that are going to be cheaper for longer who, and, and Watson's probably going to be better, already better than Claypool maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
but yo, yeah. And I've had this argument with 49ers fans on, on locked on 49ers. Do you want your team to go for it? And it's like, okay, the Niners don't have any picks in the top 100 next year, but if they win Super Bowl, you know, that's why you go out and, and you trade all these picks and you're trying to help your upside at quarterback. You, you go get Christian McCaffrey, even though I always talk about how running backs don't matter. You're still trying to win it. Yeah, so yeah. As a fan, you want your team to go out and win it. And sometimes you realize later, it's like, eh, maybe this move was good, but that one wasn't. So such is life. But yeah, the bill came due for the Rams this year. That's the moral of this story. Maybe some people could tweet us this, but would you rather be a Rams fan or a Packers fan considering the Rams won the Super Bowl in 2000, uh, 2021? So let's do the five years before they won the Super Bowl and the next five years. We'll call it a 10-year stretch. And you know you got one. And those years leading up to it were a lot of fun. You know, you got better and better. And you watched Aaron Donald. And, you know, he traded for Jalen Ramsey. But now these the tunnel's not got a bright light at the end. Or would you rather be the Packers during that stretch, win 13 games, go to the playoffs, and still be in it? And still have a chance. Yeah. You're not guaranteed to not win a Super Bowl either. So right, right. The Rams have one. Packers, could they get one? Enjoying the ride? That's a great question. What's a better 10-year stretch? Yes, let us know at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. That's where all the questions are coming from on today's episode. That? Let's talk Jalen Hurts injury. How is that going to impact those Philadelphia Eagles and the NFC playoff picture? And NFC South conversations. Tons of great questions. And some officiating questions as well coming up. Ultimate GM Football. Really geeked out about this one. Our newest sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. If you ever dreamed of being an NFL GM, as I have, managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true now with this game, and it is definitely for you in that case. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for everything. Hiring the right coaches and coordinators. Trading players. Making draft picks, of course. Scouting those draft picks. Scouting the players um, in the in the league to try to make your team the best. Trying to win that title. Navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft. And all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. And our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On. That is all caps, one word, Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On. So make sure you check it all out today. Get that 100% free boost for your franchise. And maybe your franchise can look as good as my franchise is starting to look in year two. Got my quarterback, Roland Battle is his <laughs> name. And he is uh, a dominant player, run and pass. I'm excited to see where his career goes. Go download the game. Just visit ultimategm.com. That's ultimate-gm.com. Or look it up on the App Store. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You're browsing a selection, massive selection, really. Depending, it's all up to the hosts in your area. Uh, any car for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, UK, Canada, and Australia. You can book a spacious SUV, maybe a minivan. You're trying to take that family on a road trip. Uh, maybe you need a truck. You're trying to get some stuff from here to there, an economy car. You just need to go 
run some errands. You don't have wheels for the day or for the week. Maybe you want a classic or luxury car. You want to show up in style to a special event, a birthday, a holiday, something like that. Um, think about getting a Turo. Maybe get something really nice showing up to Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl and be like, hey, what's up, everybody? As uh, <laughs> you're some, some big-time player in the NFL world. Uh, that would be pretty fun. Test drive the new electric vehicle that you've had your eyes on. Whatever it is, many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you every trip is backed by liability insurance terms conditions and exclusions apply forget boring rental cars and find your drive at turo.com all right we got a ton of questions on this this is the biggest story of the day as far as non on the field football um clearly it, it impacts on the field football though for the philadelphia eagles and that is jalen hurts shoulder injury he's got a sprained shoulder he will not play against the dallas cowboys this week it's a pretty big game I mean, Cowboys Eagles, right? It's probably a bigger game for the for the Cowboys than it is the Eagles right now. Um, maybe, maybe not, but the the Eagles still need to win one more of their last three games. Uh, multiple questions here. One, can Gardner Minshew win one of those three games and and solidify that one seed in the NFC for the Philadelphia Eagles? Can Gardner Minshew win a playoff game if he has to? And at what point do you get worried if Jalen Hurts misses the entire regular season, then they have a bye, and then, you know, it's a month off, yeah. Rusty five weeks off before you play your next football game, which is not really ideal for the, the Eagles either after that bye week in the playoffs. And they're probably going to be playing a team that's pretty darn good and pretty hot at that point. Yeah, I mean, it is a big, big story, but it's only Tuesday, and we know injury news changes throughout the week. Um, but he is – well, first of all, I, I think this probably loses him the MVP and probably hands it to Mahomes, you know, assuming he misses time. How I would handle it if I were the Eagles, and you just laid that out perfectly. So I'm looking at their schedule. At Dallas, home, Saints in Philly, Giants at home as well. So they have two home games and then hopefully a bye. If Minshew played every one of those snaps in those three games, I think they win one or two. I mean, they're so well I'm a Minshew fan, first of all. I mean, his backups go. I always say he's going to have a Ryan Fitzpatrick-like career, and I believe that to no end. But with that running game, those lines, those defenses, I think they are favored for sure against the Saints and Giants. So if you only need one more win, and Dallas is not playing great either. I, I If it's questionable, I leave Hurts out, and I start Minshew for all three games. But to your point... In the perfect world, and the NFL doesn't work this way, I start Minshew this week and finish out the season with Minshew, but I get Hurts snaps in week 18. You know, like he plays three series or something like that. Get some hits, throws some balls. We probably have things locked up by then, but I don't want him sitting a whole month before I host, you know, a divisional round game. Yeah, I totally agree. You, yeah. you want you want Jalen Hurts to play, period. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little, it's something. And you want... And you want him to win the MVP too, so that might be part of it. If if the he's not see, because here's the other thing: you want to say something like, "Ah, well, you can't put him back in until he's 100." percent He's probably not going to be 100 percent until next season. No, and he's got a sprained he's got a sprained throwing shoulder. We saw it, Jimmy Garoppolo went through this last year, and and he didn't look great with that injury he had throughout the playoffs and at the end of the regular season. He missed one game, I believe, as well, uh, late in the season, week 17, and then end up having to have surgery after the season, right? So I don't know how severe this uh, AC joint, I believe it is, for for Jalen Hurts is with that regard. Can he play through the pain after he sits for a couple of weeks? But I'd be shocked if he plays this week or next week just because mm -hmm. you have to 
Um, you have to get this guy healthy. Then week 18, I feel like if he's healthy enough to play, then you got to play him. You might need to win that game. To you seal it, then you definitely want to start him or you treat it like week three of the preseason where you play him for a half and then you bring Minshew back in and then you, mm-hmm. but you, you need to get him uh, that week 18 just to get him some, some playing time just so he's not completely rusty and has a, a, a month off. Uh, before the playoffs start and then if he can't play by week 18 and he's not healthy enough to play then you then you start to get worried because it might might be Minshew in the playoffs so I think we'll learn more about this injury probably into the next week or so for Jalen Hurts but um, I, I'd be surprised if he sees the field at least in the next two games yeah and the only thing I don't know and I always hate commenting on injuries but if your team doctor goes to Sirianni and says this thing's hanging by a thread. One routine hit could end his end his season. Well, then that's my. I mean, then then it's a different answer. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's a tough one. Is, is there is. anybody? We, we've talked about how like he he's MVP today, right? Jalen Hurts. I think Mahomes has had the better year, uh, but that's not he, the, that's not the question. Yeah. Is he? And. Even if you ask the question, okay, who's the most important player to his team? Where would his team be without that player? Mahomes still probably the answer. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Even though Jalen Hurts is such a big part of the offense because rushing and throwing and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how many touchdowns he's a, a part of in that offense. I, I think I think Hurts would win the award today. And, and maybe some of it is just, you know, kind of just get a little tired of that Patrick Mahomes you know you're like, yeah, whatever he's gonna <laughs> yeah, get another one yeah. he'll be in it next year too you know um and one Jaylen, loss goes a long way and just the record yeah, they're yeah. best team in the league yeah so I, I think it's home field advantage at Christmas yeah and, and, <laughs> which means he's one of the most important players that a team could not lose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Gardner Minshew is pretty good backup too oh I so think they'd be nice. a contender with Minshew and I do think they're gonna win one of these games probably yeah. this week still with Minshew uh, it's still a very good football team, and I think the the Eagles will be all right, and they'll clinch all that one seed and everything before, mm-hmm. and, and they'll be able to make smart decisions with with Jalen Hurts. But it is a little bit worrisome. Is he not throwing the ball as well when they do get to the playoffs? Is he, you know, one hit away from potentially get making that worse? And then, um, I don't think this is catastrophic news, though. You know, considering where they're at, how they're built, this doesn't seem season ending. Yeah, slow play. It. You only need to get one win out of three. And, you know, some of your competitors could still lose, too. You know, and like mm-hmm. and a, sprain is a, a sprain is not a complete tear, but is it a partial tear? So that partial is it a one percent or a ninety nine percent? You know, that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. like where is that sprain and how bad is it? They they said it's not a long term injury. So that's that's probably the that's best sign. Of all yeah. The original thing was like, ah, it's not long term. Probably won't play this week. That's, you know, better than saying ah, two to four weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So no, right. I don't think it's catastrophic, but it is huge news. So we're not sounding the alarms yet for Jalen Hurts, but it is something that the best team in the league this year could be dealing with an injured quarterback in the playoffs, which is definitely not ideal. 100%. Okay, Matt, we've got uh, questions here about the NFC South. What is going on with this division? Are we going to have a team that is like, I don't know, 7 and 10 in the playoffs? Um, the, 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 and we've got multiple questions about this. We got questions about the the Steelers Panthers game and questions about the Buccaneers Bengals because those two teams got bumped from our coverage yesterday just because there were so many good games in the league. The Buccaneers, if they could just 
put together a second half like they played in the first half. I mean, this was a tale of oh. two halves in this football game with the Bucks and the Bengals. The Bengals came roaring back on that Bucks defense, which should be playing a lot better. I mean, I, I really see so many parallels going on right now between the Packers and the Buccaneers. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback, you've got an offense that should be better, you've got a defense that should be better, and it's just not coming together really for these two teams this season. And they have a similar record now. It's just that the rest of the division's so bad in the South that the Bucks are still leading at six and eight. They lose 34 23. And then on the other side of things, it was the Carolina Panthers who lost to the Steelers. So the Panthers had an opportunity to tie the Buccaneers there. Now they are five and nine in the South with this loss to the Steelers. Um, you could probably speak more to the Steelers Panthers game here and, and what these two teams look like. And if you're still really bullish on those Panthers, which I know you were coming into this week. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I studied that game going into it and watched every snap a couple of times. So I thought the Panthers would present much more problems for the Steelers because Steelers had struggled to stop the run, and that's what the Panthers' offense entirely is, and they did nothing on the ground. Sam Darnold actually played fine. You know, they got DJ Moore involved. That was really their offense. They really only had one drive. Trubisky played very well, and the Steelers' run game was very strong. They were the much more physical team. Again, there was only a, a short stretch that this game was really in doubt. Pittsburgh really beat them up pretty good. Um, in terms of Tampa – crazy i mean Bengals started slow you know in tampa uh, you know not playing great to start and then the second half just was owned by the Bengals. but the bucks turned the ball over three times in the third quarter and then another one in the fourth like they just handed it on a plate to him brady didn't look like he wanted to get hit I mean, not that he's playing terrible but he's not the same and it, he's getting still, the ball he does not want to get hit. He's getting right. the ball out so fast, and I cannot blame him. Uh, if I was 45 out there oh. playing a football game, I would throw it to the running back as soon as the play started every single yeah. time. <laughs> Absolutely. And the blocking's not great, and right. the defense yeah, isn't great, and I have questions about the coaching, and they don't have a running game, and, you know, they got problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I but think they're – I mean, when we talk about, though, I think they're going to win the division. Maybe we'll talk about that on the other, other side here. But How about this question Yeah, from a Pittsburgh guy? Would the Steelers win the NFC South? Well, they're 4-0 against them. We, we like to joke on our Steelers one that, boy, that, 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 yes is the answer. Got the tiebreaker. Yeah. would be tied record-wise at 6-8 and eight for the lead right now. Yep. I mean, that's where they've done their best work. And uh, if I were power ranking the Steelers and the five teams in the South, I would have Pittsburgh one. Or the four teams in the South, yeah. Bucks still going to win it? I think. Because I'm sitting here looking at the schedule grid. And what's interesting is they all play, you know, a non-NFC South team this week. Next week, Carolina comes to Tampa. And, of course, they all end with a a South game. But none of them have a particularly hard schedule. There's teams like Arizona on these guys' schedules, I mean, that are a mess right now. Um, There's another team. Baltimore might not have – Lamar, I mean, Arizona's on Atlanta's schedule as well. Carolina has a tougher one because they have Detroit, but at least they get to play two games in in, in the division. I just think that the Bucks with a one-game lead is enough to win this thing. How about Desmond Ritter gets hot and the Bucks get hot, and then the final four teams in the NFC isn't Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's, it's Desmond Ritter, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew, and... <laughs> Uh, I don't know who else the other quarterback would be, but like what, this season's insane. I love yeah, it. it really is. But I'm going to bet on the box, but yeah. any of these teams could still win it. All right. Well, how about some other teams? Lions, Jaguars? Which one of those teams has the best spot, the best chance to sneak into the playoffs and what's going on with some of the officiating in the NFL next?
Daily Fantasy Sports. You love Daily Fantasy Sports. Why? Because your year-long fantasy sports can end sometimes before they even start, as they did in the Peacock and Williamson uh, League. For me, in round four of the draft, I knew I was in big trouble in that league. And it turned out, yeah, you know what? I was in big trouble. And I <laughs> ended up in the in the wrong bracket in the playoffs in that one. So Daily Fantasy will come in handy for those of you who have seasons like that in your year-long fantasy. And we're talking every single day all you do super easy could not be easier to play prize picks daily fantasy on prize picks all you do is you pick two to five players and you win prizes right that's why it's called prize picks you pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money you're not building an entire team this doesn't take all day um this is every single day you can jump on see what the projections are in any sport tons of nfl projections you're just playing against those projections available not against any other people nfl NBA, NHL, PGA golf, there's college football, college basketball, men's and women's, WNBA, soccer, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, tons of projections, uh, and a whole lot more available at Prize Picks. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, price picks will give you 50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay, we go to our guy. Oh, speaking of the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy League, how about our guy, Jerry, who is the. Uh, he is the 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 commish. commish of that yeah. league. So thank you, Jerry, for running that whole thing. And he wants to know what's going on. He's been asking this question for a couple of weeks. We actually want, was we're going to answer this one last week. Um, but didn't get time to Jerry's question is basically, can we please talk about quote unquote, there is no foul on the play and refs picking up their flag after they threw a flag initially. What is this weird? Is this weird or is this a nothing burger? Jerry wants to know what's going on with this. I think I'm dead on here. I mean, and I guess we have not discussed it and he has mentioned it a few times. I think it's just the people in New York in their ear, you know, like I, I think there's a lot more communication going back and forth to headquarters than there ever was, you, you know, that they're regulating things a lot more and you'll see a lot of pauses and then, Oh, they pick up the flag or, you know, corrections from, you know, the whole mothership. I think that's really all that's going on for better or worse. It, it's, it's weird and knowing, and it makes them look like they don't know what's going on, but yeah, right. in the end, most of the time when they pick up the flag, it's the right call. So I'm glad they're getting the call right. Mm-hmm. As so, opposed to let's go review it and throw a red flag yeah, and all this and, and nonsense. And the just quicker it can happen, the better. Just pick it up and screw it up. You know? Or maybe somebody saw it from a different angle. It's like, I oh, know he didn't actually you know, do the thing. He's like, okay, cool. Let's pick it up. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm definitely a let him play guy. I, I want fewer interruptions. I want fewer flags. Uh, I don't want ticky tack stuff. Cause you could call a penalty on every single play. If you're doing it ticky tack style, I'd rather see, the DBs and the offensive players kind of jostle a little bit more and let them play because um, you'll see offensive players hardly ever get called for offensive pass interference, but every little thing, a defensive player gets called for it. Uh, and so it's just kind of let them play a little bit. And when it's egregious, you throw the flag and it's kind of the same thing with holding. Um, but as long as you're getting it right, I have no problem with them picking up the flag, but it does make it make the officiating look worse. And I think it's such a tough sport to officiate in the first place just because of how fast everything's happening. Sure. And I think some of these late hits on the quarterbacks, they're talking about maybe making that reviewable. And look, the coach has two challenge flags, so let him challenge whichever calls he wants. And if New York can overturn mm -hmm. it, then they'll overturn it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said this for years that I thought the, the best way to do this is just have one more ref 
in a booth by himself up 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 top with monitors everywhere watching like we are and all he ha- his only thing he has is a microphone and a red button and once in a while he pe- pushes that red button and he says hey Johnny you, you missed a pot- pass interference call or pick that flag up you don't need yeah. it yeah, so in a way that's kind of what's happening it's just remotely because you think about what a, a what somebody watching a game gets to see they see the play live, sometimes from a better angle, most times from a Often, better angle yeah. than the ref has. The ref is closer. He can see some things that you don't see sometimes, like mm-hmm. the pulse. Sometimes like, well, what was the holding on that one? Then you go back and look at the other angle on the replay, and the guy's just completely holding the, you know, yanking his, his jersey. Like, oh, okay, well, he saw it from the backside that we didn't see on the broadcast. But other times, you see the play live, then you see the re- play, replay four times, and you see a slow-mo. All the ref got was the first thing he saw instantly full speed live on the field. Yeah, and maybe his ref buddy says, well, I saw it this way. Right, <laughs> but they're not I watching. Like to have somebody uh, in the stadium and, and make it quick. They're in their ear right away. It's like, yeah, look, yeah. He didn't, like, don't pick up that flag, please. But that is great. I mean, if a flag comes out, it shouldn't have. We don't need to know why. He and he just picks it up and says, "There's no flag on play. Let's go." You know, I mean, the games are long enough as they are, and you know, let's let's roll. There's uh, this positive. question from Paul. He says, "Lions or Jaguars? Which team has the best chance to sneak into the playoffs?" I hope both, but I'm going to say the Jags just because I think they set up to play the Titans in Week 18. That could be a loser leaves town match, and they have, yeah, they have yeah. two ways in wild card, or more likely the division mm-hmm. is Jaguars winning the division more likely than the Lions sneaking in wild card is the question. Um, I'd probably lean toward the Jaguars as well because there's too many teams in the same boat, and there's that tie that the Commanders have that is really going to give them a half game on anybody in the mm-hmm. wild card. Uh, so it might be more difficult because there's too, so many teams to leapfrog in the NFC for the wild card, whereas the Jaguars have their eye on one prize. Yeah, yeah, and it's a very attainable prize. I mean, I don't and think the way they're playing right yeah. now is is good enough to win that prize. And the t- I'm not impressed with Tennessee either, but I think they get there. If anyone recalls my favorite bet of the preseason, Jags plus 700 to win the South. Hope well, we love it when we talked to Locked On Jags host Tony. Yeah, Wiggins that was a season. classic. We were so bullish on the Jaguars. And then halfway through the season, you're like, well, I guess we blew that. The Jaguars aren't ready. And it turns <laughs> right. out we were right. It just took them a couple, couple months longer than we thought. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to pick them to win that division next year. I can almost promise it. All right, so many great questions we didn't get to. I think some of these might have to be their own podcasts or their own segments in the yeah. offseason. Uh, there's some really good questions about uh, player values and and uh, different positions meaning more to the league this upcoming draft. We'll get to some of those things in the offseason. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Back tomorrow, previewing some of the Christmas weekend games right here. Peacock and Williamson.